The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning. Boy, I am really pumped up this morning uh, due to our guest, and we're going to get to him shortly. Let me get some formalities out of the way. If you want to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com right now, you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you can scroll down and on the right side of the page... There are two videos. One, you'll see me. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. You can click on that, and you can enlarge it. Some people want to blow it up on their TV. I don't know why they'd want to put me on their TV, but if, like I say, maybe you want to see our guest. And uh, you can do that, and you can also click on the platform there and join us in the chat. Got a lot of great people there this morning. We appreciate you guys up early every morning uh, to join us in the chat room. Also, Bradley's show from yesterday. That is available right above mine. Uh, he comes on at 3 p.m. Eastern time, so if you want to check him out, that link goes live at 3 p.m. Eastern, so you can catch his show later today. Also, while you're there, there is a place where you can subscribe to our newsletter. We don't read your email. We don't sell it. We don't spam it. You get one email from us a day. It's all the articles we have up at Sons of Liberty, and uh, that includes the morning show archive, because we'll archive this, all, this, all these links, all this stuff that we're going to show uh, this morning. That is in that article, okay? So if you say, well, what were you talking about here? Just go to sonslibertymedia.com, subscribe, you'll get the link for it. Or in about an hour or two after the show, that archive will be up. You can get the video, the podcast, and all the links, any of the stuff you want to check out there. You can do that. Now, if you agree with the Sons of Liberty Media's message, and we say we're politically neutral, we don't mean that we don't take a stand on politics. We do. We're just not going to play the right-left, Republican-Democrat kind of thing. We stick to the law, okay? And that's, how do you find the crooked stick? You stick a a straight one up next to it. So if you agree with that message, we don't have our hand out for money, but we do have needs. It costs money to do all that we do, whether it's Internet, radio, or being out there with the people in the states, telling the truth of our Christian constitutional heritage. There's a donate button, okay? That's at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that. You can make a donation, or you can partner with us and become a son or daughter of liberty. 
That's a monthly thing that you set up, and it comes out painlessly every month, and you help support the work that we're doing here. You, be, you become part of the Sons of Liberty. That's, that's what's going on. And then we have a store. Some of you guys who are watching by video, you see we advertise uh, the products we have in there. They're good conversation starters, and uh, there are some equipping things in there too, books, CDs, DVDs, and things like that. Uh, so be sure to check that out, and that is another way that you can support us. Now, before I bring Tony on, <clears throat> before I bring him on, I just wanted to take a moment. You guys may remember when I brought Lauren Price on from Veteran Warriors. And uh, Lauren and I met some years ago when I was at Freedom Outpost. And just a sweetheart of a lady, Navy veteran, had, uh, I think both of her hands had to be reconstructed. She was a truck driver in Iraq. She contracted... Uh, a terminal lung disease. Um, she was going to be doing a radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. She had bought the equipment, everything else. And <clears throat> she called me up three or four weeks ago and she said, Tim, I'm, uh, I've been diagnosed with a, a, a pretty severe aggressive cancer. So I tried to put her in, Kate, in touch with Kate to help her, our health and wellness expert who comes on Saturday. And apparently it was very, very aggressive. And um, this, for those in the viewing audience, if you don't remember, this is Lauren and this is her husband, Jim. And I got a text yesterday after the show and Jim said that she had uh, died over the weekend. That she had become very sick and uh, and it was very sudden. And uh, she thought maybe there were still a few months out. And it wasn't. But... I wanted to bring that to your attention because uh, Lauren was one who fought for our veterans. She made sure they were taken care of. She put up with all kinds of stuff. I remember the first time we, we posted her stuff, uh, they got her on Fox News the next day, and within a month she was testifying before Congress, and she said, Tim, we've never had that before. You gave us the exposure we had. And, and But she was the one doing all the work. And I heard from several veterans of how, they, how she got them their benefits, uh, took care of them when nobody else would. This was Lauren and Jim, too, and the the few people that they have. So I want to let you guys know that. Please be in prayer for Jim Price. Um, they He gave me the information here for um, her obituary and um, uh, the uh, memorial that they're going to have. I think it's going to be sometime in April uh, this month. And um, so if you would, be in prayer for Jim. Um, it's a very tough thing. Uh, they were together for few years here uh, in marriage and uh, just a, a great team in helping our veterans. So just want to let you guys know that. And uh, we're going to honor Lauren with what she did because she gave not only in the service of her country, but the service of her veter fellow veterans. And with that said, what I want to do is I want to bring on what, what I'm calling the tyranny slayer. <laughs> okay. Basilico's own Tony Roman, who is, and Basilico's is uh, not your Italian all, uh, your Olive Gardens thing. This is the real stuff. I, I, I'm going to bring up some pictures. Some of you better be hoping that you haven't, that you've already had breakfast and you're not anywhere near Huntington Beach because <laughs> you're going to want to, you're going to get some of this stuff. But uh, Tony Roman is the owner of Basilico's Italian restaurant, Pasta and Vino. And one of the things that Tony has done, he's been in the tyrannical state of California for some time. And when they put down the mandates, when they tried to close everything down, Tony says, nah, I'm not having none of that. I mean, he's a modern-day David here going against the giant. 
I'm not having any of that. I'm determined to win the day in it. And I tell you, you guys on two, what was it, Monday or Tuesday? I forget which day. Monday. When I played Tony's statements, you guys went crazy in the chat because he was saying everything that everybody was saying that we've been saying here for a year. Okay. And he's not only saying it, he's doing it, he's leading the crusade against tyranny. And he's standing up, and I think he is winning the day. And it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Tony Roman. Good morning, Tony. Hey, Tim. Uh, good, good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, and it's great to be with all you uh, early morning patriots. <laughs> you know, hey, I want to say uh, I'm, I'm sorry about your friend Lauren. Uh, I'll be thinking about her, and um, she sounds like uh, she sounds like a real badass, and uh, and she'll be missed. Yeah, well, she is, and she's a, she's a tough lady. She was a tough lady, and she did a lot for our veterans. She really did. Uh, she gave everything that she had for them, night and day, as a matter of fact, and with really no pay um, except for what people donated to help. And, and by the way, if people want to help, it's still help. The Veteran Warriors is still going. Um, they can head over to veteran-warriors.org, and I think you can make donations there. But Tony, well, she, needs to be honored. She, she needs to be honored for sure. I agree. I agree with you. Okay, Tony, one of the things that I want to do, because I know you're passionate about veterans too. You speak about that. This is something that we say, and it, listening to you is almost like listening to the Sons of Liberty and the talks that you have. I mean, it really is. You say, how can I look at the price paid for my freedom by my forefathers and not go where I'm not even shedding any blood? They shed blood. They gave up their fortunes. All that, and I watched a video of you last night. I'm going to put this up for uh, the archive, but I watched a video of you speaking at uh, Reopen San Diego. And one of the things you said was, "If I'm going to fight this fight, I'm going to fight it um, completely. I'm not going to comply in in the least measure." And I'm going to get ahead of myself because what I want to do to start out is let's talk a little bit about you, so people know who you are. A little bit of your history, because I stayed up last night watching these videos and looking at your sites, and I got really hungry. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about your mom first, okay, before we get into this, because moms make the man, right? The hand That's that rocks right. the cradle rules the world, and you love your Amen. mom. I can tell it. I've seen it in the videos and things. Tell us a little bit about your mom, because you really highlight her on your site here at Basilico's, uh, Rosemary. Rose, she's still there, and uh, man, I love it when a guy loves his mother and shows her off here. Tell us a little bit about your family. She's a you know a first first generation American. I'm assuming that makes you second generation. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about your family and stuff? I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, so I'm I'm second generation on her side. My father was born in Italy, so I'm first generation on his side. Um, her parents come from a place in Italy, a region called Abruzzo. Central Italy. It's near Rome. Um, she was born in Pittsburgh. And um, when her father uh, was de- deported when she was young, uh, for reasons uh, we'll talk about later, but she, uh, she was put in an, in an orphanage uh, at the age of, I think it was uh, four, four or five years old. So that picture that you just showed of her with her father, that was one of the last, last pictures I've ever taken with, with her and him. So, um, so she, she has, uh, she learned, um, to grow up tough at a young age. And, um, we then grew up in, um, I grew up in Maryland. Uh, 
she moved later in her life to the state of Maryland. I was born in DC. I was raised in that area. And, um, in 87, I moved to California. Um, I then, because I would either, I would either go back home and be with family or, or my plan was to bring everybody here. So I wouldn't have to move home. So what I did is one by one, I moved the entire family out here. And my mother at the age of 57, she opened a restaurant and she opened it because as a kid, everybody wanted to eat it at our house, in, including the priests uh, from our Italian church. You know, they all wanted to eat at our house. Um, it was almost impossible for me to eat anybody else's house because they were eating hot dogs and hamburgers, which I enjoy. Um, or, you know, but at, at our house, we had that and we had pasta, meatballs and the Amen. Italian flair, too. So mm-hmm. so we, we had it all. Um, you know, we were very American. You know, my my my. My mother, my father, my grandparents were all about America first, always. The American flag always flew, never the Italian flag. Um, so for, for me, I always learned that, um, that the, I, I learned about the greatness of this country and I saw them appreciate it. Um, I saw all my relatives when they, when they came here from the old country, I could see and feel the passion uh, for America. And I think that was instilled in me. Um, you know, it's in my blood. So 57, she, she was urged again, like she was on the East coast to open a restaurant because our friends and, 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 and people out in California learned quick, quickly that she was bringing a type of, of, of cuisine that they hadn't seen yet. It was a rustic home style, uh, Italian food that you would see in a grandmother's house, you know, kitchen. So, uh, 57, she took, took a shot. She opened a, a, a small place at a, at a different spot. And she had it and uh, she opened it in 1999. She had it for about 18 years. And I, I, I'm involved in other, I was involved in other industries. I still am. But what happened with the restaurant was she fell very, very seriously ill in 2013 and in 2014, both times in a coma and both times against all odds walking out of the hospital. So um, the people at the hospital, all the nurses and doctors called her, the miracle woman. They'd never seen anyone like her before ever. They'd never experienced anything like it. Um, so, so in 2016, as I started to uh, see that she couldn't really be at the restaurant all, all that much any longer. And uh, the restaurant, um, the, the location, the neighborhood was in decline just a bit. Um, the shopping center that she was in was in decline as well. I felt, you know, maybe she would lose the restaurant at some point because she wasn't there as much. And, I felt it was time to, to make a change. So what I what I did is I I stepped in. I built her a restaurant, designed and built her a new restaurant, a bigger restaurant. Um, th- this one with a bar, open kitchen, patio. I mean, a rotisserie. I mean, it just had a lot more to it. I wanted her to have um, a restaurant that she really, really deserved, and I wanted her to have it because for me, um, I wanted it to stand for many, many years to come as a tribute. To her, uh, to her, 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 her love and dedication to the community, to the restaurant, their customers. Um, she puts so much of her heart and soul into it that I wanted to, it, it to stand in a way that uh, was deserving of her passion and her efforts and uh, the investment of time and the energy that she put in. So when I built the restaurant, I, I, I built it and launched it, opened it in November 2017. I thought I would install uh, systems and management and just uh, gift it to her and walk away. But once you build a restaurant uh, like that, um, you fall in love with the, uh, you know, with the neighborhood, you fall in love with the, with the customers, with your staff, 
and it becomes a passion. So, you know, next thing you know, I'm a restaurateur, and if that's what you want to call it. Um, and then in, in, in March 2020, the lockdowns came, and the rest is history after that. Okay. Speaking of which, let's just let's just show. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some people's mouth watering here. Now I found these images um, at TripAdvisor. Okay, and uh, walk us through some of these things. I'm just gonna kind of go through some things. Now I'm not a big uh, the linguini. That that's one of the things. I mean, I'll eat it. Um, that, but this next one. Now I'm gonna show some people. Some people by radio can't hear this. This one is one of your <clears throat> top dishes. The linguine and clams, but this one, uh, this one and the other one, uh, this is the uh, prosciutto, bruschetta. Yeah, yep. the bruschetta. And I've never – now, is this like a vinaigrette that's across it? I know it's not chocolate. That's right. Is exactly it? right. Okay. All right. This looks great. My wife would just love this. I mean, this is, <laughs> it, this is beautiful. And then this one right here. Okay. I can go to town on this right here. This is that's another – That looks like uh... – Chopino, I yes, can't tell. Yes, sure this is another screen, one of your top. Like Chopino. This is yeah, another one of your top ones. Ton of fish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this no. this right here, man. I I need another. <clears throat> I think I need a whole loaf of that garlic bread though for it. Okay. Man, we have we have some garlic cheese bread. You wouldn't believe uh, calamari. You wouldn't believe. Yes. Uh, have, uh, we have cannolis that are just out of this world. All yeah, everything's the cannolis, the tiramisu, the desserts are homemade uh, all the sauces are homemade we use the best ingredients best of everything like i said it's rustic comes out of the kitchen smoking hot uh the portions are big um and when you taste the food there you f- you can feel the, the the love you know the attention to the food yep oh uh, you know and uh you can feel that inside the room as well among the people that are there so it's a special place for sure now <clears throat> are these recipes oh and the tiramisu my wife Tiramisu. Makes an awesome tiramisu and the lasagna, and uh, that's one of the. I mean, it, when she makes that, it's gone. You know, we got ten kids, and sometimes they bring friends over, but oh. <clears throat> she she does it, and it's gone. Um, are all these your mother's recipes? Is that what's going on here? She created everything. She created every single recipe. And when I when I reopened uh, the restaurant at a separate lo- at a new location. Uh, it was very hard to then, after shutting down the other place and reopening almost a year after that, to replicate everything and get it and just make it perfect. So, because of the health issues that she, that, that she has, um, I would bring her in on days where she felt good, and I would sit her in the kitchen on a stool. I would have the kicks. Uh, I would have the, the cooks come in early, and they would sit with her, and, and they would go over everything, and then she would. Uh, she would walk through everything until we got things just perfect. It took it took a while to get things back to the way they, they actually were because her recipes are so u- unique. They're very simple, but a lot of flavor, a lot of garlic too. So if you don't like like garlic, it's not the place for you. Who doesn't like garlic? Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> now yeah. you've got you've got some images here where you've got history in there too. So sure. you 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 do cherish your history, yep. even though. You know, some people would say, or you say, "I'm all American." That doesn't mean you leave behind your history. It doesn't mean no. you leave where you where you come from. In fact, if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're going. And I think that's one of the perspectives that you have that I appreciate. So I wanted to get everybody's taste buds going, your mouths watering. If you're in the Huntington Beach area, not only go support Tony and, and give him a pat on the back and give him encouragement and stand by him in case something happens, because I know that you spoke about this. That if something does happen, you're going to continue to stand, even if it costs you your business. 
it's that important. Uh, and so let's get into some of that. I just wanted to give people a little taste of who you are, uh, where you come from, your family and stuff. What all started, what all started this, Tony? Uh, well, you know, when I first started hearing, uh, about shutdowns, um, I, I heard about them happening in China and I thought to myself, you know, in China, they do those kinds of things to their, to their, to their citizens. They, uh, they put the boot on their necks. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't surprised. I just shook my head. Uh, and then I heard that the lockdowns were going to happen in San Francisco, the first city in America, I think, that locked down. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, it's actually coming here. And I thought to myself, well, San Francisco, people up there, there's not, there's not a communist policy that they don't love. So uh, they almost get what they deserve. Uh, but then uh, when I got the message that, they were thinking about doing it statewide. We, we would be the first state to shut down or, and, and self imprison. Um, I thought to myself, it's not going to happen here. So for, for me, I saw it as a blessing. I saw, I thought I saw it as a blessing that I had, I had an opportunity to go into battle with these people. So what I told my young staff was we're, we're going to turn our business into a constitutional battleground. And um, the first thing I did was I put a flag in front of our business. I waved it proudly next to the American flag. It was a, a don't tread on me flag. And it said, you know, it says, don't tread on me, live free or die. I put it out. And that was a signal to the community that we were, we were going to fight. And, um, and w- when I told these young, these young men that, that work at the restaurant, I call them the good fellows of Basilicos, the young guys, 20s, early 30s. They, they, they thought I was nuts. They said, Tony, you're going to lose everything. And, you know, I, I, I didn't care because for me, I thought about, I thought about our founders and I thought about everything they sacrificed to gift us the protections of the God given freedoms that we all have. And I thought of the soldiers who have fought and died for 244 years uh, and, you know, who, who have given everything to defend those gifts. And I said to myself, there's no way in hell I'm going to dishonor any of them. I'm going to honor them in this fight. So that's when the fight started. Okay. All right. Yeah. And that's, that's a similar message that we have here. Um, that somebody has bought. In fact, I'm wearing a shirt right now. What is the price of your freedom? And I it's like got it. the guys at Iwo Jima and it says, ask a veteran. And on the back it says, what is the price of your redemption? Ask the son of God. So we see both in the natural what men give so men can be free. And we see in the spiritual what the son of God gave us that we may be free. And so that is our, that's the message that we have. That's why when I was hearing you talk about this, I was like, this guy's the son of Liberty right here. He's, he's putting forth these kinds of things. Now, Tony, what happened? I mean, it, it, you come from a land, your family comes from a land where Mussolini was in power. And I, I've heard you make mention of that in some of your talks. Does that have any impact on your stand here as far as what you're doing you've, your family has seen that kind of tyranny and yet you're you're facing it here in America and I bet you I bet you in a million years you would have never thought you would have to be fighting the fight that you're fighting here you know actually um no it it, it didn't have anything to, to do with it at all okay uh for 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 me um as a kid growing up um I was very aware at an early age um you know, I remember when I was a young kid, I remember, I think I was 14. Uh, you know, I remember 
I remember no- noticing the country in, in the decline when Carter was the president. And I remember then seeing, wow, this country's changing fast. And I remember when he, when Reagan was running, when I first started noticing the debates on TV, um, that's when my interest peaked in leadership, in, you know, in this country and, and how important it was. Uh, one was for, for uh, freedom and liberty and one was for compliance, you know, and basically trying to uh, please everybody, um, especially especially the enemies of freedom. And I remember when Reagan got got elected, uh, I took the subway in, in D.C. I snuck out of the house and saw his his inauguration. I saw the parade um, and I was a young kid. And 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 for for me, for some reason, I think it's because how I saw my family uh, appreciate this country, that it was in my veins, you know, it was in my blood. And I've always been a fighter, you know. So so when I see in, injustice anywhere, I want to jump in the fight. That's just my nature. I think I got it from my mother. Amen. So, um, so, you know, I've always, you know, I've always uh, had this almost, um, this, uh, this uh, flame inside me burning hard for this country. And whenever I see it disrespected in any way, um, I can't even tell you how I feel inside. Uh, I don't want to say it on the internet, but um, but I get really angry. Uh, so I thought to myself when the shutdown happened and they were going to lock things down, I was so excited. And, you know, a lot of people were crying the, the blues about it, but I was so pumped up to fight and jump in. And um, at first, you know, people didn't show up. They were afraid of the virus, uh, you know, p- based on what they read on, on TV. Um, and when we took our stand, uh, we banned masks. And that was a big step. And the reason why I banned masks is because I saw it immediately as a symbol of the lockdown. Uh, I always felt that if people would rip their damn masks off day one, the shutdown would have ended. Um, I think it empowers the entire thing. And because to me, they 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 represent control, fear, and surrender, and everything else. I didn't want any um, any sign of that inside the restaurant because again, if the restaurant was a piece of ground, just a piece of dirt with a door on it, I would have done the same same exact thing. I say that all the time because that's how I felt. I just happened to have a restaurant, and I was blessed to have a profile where if I said something, it would be heard. But I didn't know that in the beginning. I mean, I really didn't. I just took a stand because it was instinctive, and then then the rest happened. You know, it was organic. Uh, it was natural. Um, and people ask me when they see people crowd in the restaurant now, Tony, how does it make you feel? And I, I remember the first time I was asked that, I looked around because there's so many patriots everywhere. And I thought to myself, as I looked around at the crowd, and I thought, you know, God is blessing me because he knows I'm on the right side of this. And simple as that. So so when we banned the masks, um, that's when the left heads exploded. I mean, just exploded. And I loved it, you know. Anything I can do to taunt them and antagonize them, put them in their put them in their place, then I'm going to do it. Um, so after that, um, with the masks, that's when the hate start started to just swarm all over us. Um, we were getting attacked by by I mean just huge crowds in L.A. because in L.A. it seems like they I guess enjoy the lockdown. I don't know. Not not everyone, but a lot of people. Um, and I was getting death threats. People were, were calling the, the restaurant saying they were going to come and put a bullet back in my head, follow me to my car, burn the restaurant down, spread the virus inside the restaurant. Um, we had Hollywood's celebs that were 
uh, trying to launch uh, boycotts because apparently uh, one had her father come in with a mask. We threw him out. You know, we, we didn't know who he was and I don't care. Uh, we threw him out. Uh, another celebrity, she said that her, her father or grandfather um, orders food from the restaurant and, uh, and he has a problem with the mask. We don't care. Um, so, so they attacked us too. And when they attack us, we, when they punch at us, we punch it back 10 times harder every time. Amen. And uh, we make it clear that we won't be bullied. In fact, we're going to bully you back. We're going to bully the bullies. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Always, man. And, um, and we're going to do it Italian style. <laughs> so, so what I thought about doing was how do I, how do I hit back really hard first to the people in LA? And what I did is I erected a billboard in, uh, in Beverly Hills uh, next to the, next to the shopping center called the Beverly center. It's a popular place. A lot of celebrities go shop there too. And I thought, you know, I don't want to stick it in their face. So what I did is I borrowed the famous line from the classic movie, the Godfather, where they say, leave the gun, take the cannoli. I changed it up and made it leave the mask, take the cannoli. And it was a 48 foot uh, billboard. It was huge. And uh, then their heads really just exploded. Um, and they hate common and you know what we enjoyed it because we 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 knew we were doing something right the anger and anger that these people got um and then we changed up our voicemail greeting where if you call it it's pretty funny it's still there where we taunt you know where we antagonize people who call and try to place death threats or or threaten us in any way this is a video you're showing now the billboard when we put it up um well you'll see it in a second and if you if if you go to our Instagram page and you watch it, it's to music, so so it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, they'll anyways, they'll, so, cut, they'll cut they'll interfere with my video if I play the music, so that's why I've got it silenced. But I want people to see what you did. Yeah, that's okay. That's the front of our restaurant there with the flags, and then you'll see. Uh, so you see the that's so I, I I didn't even believe the billboard would ever go up because every billboard company I called wouldn't put it up. They said it was it was too controversial. Okay. I called all over and about, I think about 10 or 15 billboard companies. Finally, I found this Italian woman. She, she she's an agent. And, um, uh, this is, this is the one where they're, they're t- taking this one down. They're putting ours up anyway. So, um, so I, I found this Italian woman who works as a sales agent for one of the billboard companies. She loved the Godfather theme. So she pushed it through, but I didn't believe it was going to go up until I was standing underneath it and watch those guys unfurl it across. Um, and attach it. It was up for a month. And then I tried to run it again. And she said, if she ran it again, she would get fired. She got a lot of heat, a lot of heat for it. It's brilliant. Um, it's brilliant. It, thanks, man. Yeah. So then after that, uh, we did t-shirts and then with the t-shirts, uh, the profits, uh, go to a veterans, uh, charity called Patriots and Paws. And, uh, then we got a letter from uh, Paramount telling us to stop using it. And of course we said, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, so, so we stonewalled everybody. Um, recently we had, uh, we had OSHA come about a month ago. They, they first came to, uh, to inspect and they said, if you don't let us in, uh, we're going to come back with a search warrant and with the police. We said, well, go, go ahead and get your, your search warrant. They went and got it a couple weeks after that. They came back with the search warrant with the police. Uh, and they thought they were, they were going to get into the restaurant. What they don't understand is we're defending it. Like I said, as a battleground. So we have no footprints inside of the enemy anywhere. They've never set foot in there because it won't allow it. They didn't get in. Um, we sent him away and I don't know what's going to happen, you know? Um, 
Um, but but as of now, uh, we're still standing, and we've been standing since the first day of the lockdown. You got you got to understand that we've never shut down anything. We've never we've had zero restrictions from second one. We've had indoor dining, outdoor dining. Uh, we had no, no social distancing at all. Ban masks. I mean, p- people talk about oh, there's this restaurant. The masks are optional. That's not good enough. This is a this is a zero sum game, Amen. all or nothing fight. It's win or lose. That's it. So we don't, you know, there there's no compromise. I remember one one day I walked into the restaurant early on, and I saw a I saw a bottle of hand sanitizer on a, on a table, and I asked the guys, "What's this doing here?" And they and one of the guys, one of the guys, he was nervous. He stepped up and he said, "Oh, Tony, you know, I was, I was you know I was a little afraid. I thought maybe, maybe just having that would be a good idea in case somebody comes in when you're not here." I picked that thing up, <clears throat> opened the door, and chucked it across the street. I said, I never want to see this stuff in here ever again. Do you understand? Amen. So, so it took a while to get these guys on, on board. But when you lead, and you lead in a way by example, and they see, they see the result of it, and they start to understand the importance of what we're doing, you should see these guys now. Oh, I, I remember one of the young guys came, came up to me, one of the, the newest guys that we have, one of the youngest guys, came up to me one, one day, and he said, Tony, what you're doing here is turning us into lions. And man, that was the proudest day of my life yes. because I thought to myself, I also have an impact on these guys' lives and, and, um, and how they too feel about this country. And I think it's important because they're not taught that in school, as you know. Um, and, and, and people ask me too all the time, why didn't you think other people are doing what you're doing? And I've said it for a long, long time. I think it's because they don't have the same love and appreciation for this country as I do. I hate to say it, Amen. but look, if you're, if you're complying, if you're complying, you are an accomplice to the destruction of what you've seen in the last year, period. And, and, and if you're complying reluctantly, it means you don't love this country enough. And when you feel fear, think about the soldiers, the men and women around the world right now who are facing real bombs and bullets. When you have a fear of losing a license or getting cited or getting a fine or even going to jail, think about them. because. You can rebuild a business. People do it all the time. People build businesses. They, they become successful. Then they decline. They lose business. They can rebuild them again. But when you lose your freedom, say bye. They're gone. That's it. Um, so, so I get frustrated when I hear people talk about, you know, these restaurants. Oh, Tony, there's, you know, there's a restaurant that's open. And then I ask them, how open are they? And they say, well, you know, there's, you know the, the employees are masked and they're social distancing a little bit. And they're doing that. I said, well, you know what? They're not open. You're not you're not truly open. That's right. Until you're full until you're fully open. And at Basilico's, it's vintage America. When you walk in there, you'll see it and you'll feel it. Well, I, I gotta tell you, Tony, one of the things, you know, you're talking about just the love of country, but I think it's the love of God and the love of liberty, the liberty that He has given us. You I'm glad that you make distinction. It's not the Constitution that gives us our liberties. That's supposed to be a protection. It's the Constitution doesn't even speak to us. It speaks to our representatives. It says, this is the authority we give you. Here's the bounds. You can't go outside of that. When you go outside of it, you become tyrants because where the law ends, tyranny begins. Now, one of the one of the things we have in our history, and I'm sure you're probably familiar with this. uh, I was just pulling it up. But for people who don't know, this was the proposed seal of the United States. Rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. It's a picture of Moses the Red Sea, the, the armies of Pharaoh drowning in the waters that God brought upon them. And why? Pharaoh had been a tyrant. 
He had enslaved the people. God set them free through Moses, who was a type of Christ, brought them through the through uh, out of Egypt, brought them through the Red Sea on on dry ground, and then when the armies pursued them, he brought the waters back up. This is a part of our history here, and Tony, I think this is the thing that you're 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 saying is that when this comes and you take a stand, you're changing young men's lives. I I, I watched the video um, that you had up. Uh, what you're playing the old song and then he kissed me. What was the what was the old song there? And you used the uh, old. Caddies. Then he kissed me. By, yeah, by uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, put that video up so people can song. see the, the people can see what you what you're doing there, and it shows the fam. I mean, really, uh, you know, when you see a lot of the Italian movies, I I've got a friend who did a, a thing on on Italian mobsters, by the way, called uh, Blood Letters and Bad Men. I think they can find it on. YouTube and he does like you know different guys, but the but the whole thing of, of a lot of what that drove that was people wouldn't give them jobs when they came, but they were all about their families. They were all about caring about their families, and you have that same kind of thought process. I, I read where the the people come in and if they're regulars, everybody knows their name, they know their favorite dish, they know these kinds of things. You're holding that kind of stuff up. You're leading by example. And somebody said in the chat here. Um, Courage is contagious. Indeed it is. And by the way, if you guys, we got about 20 minutes here, If you, um, with, at least with the phone line, if you guys want to call in, the number is 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. You want to speak with Tony Roman, you can do that. I'll take your call here. But Tony, you're just, in practice, you're bringing to bear the very things that our founders and those even before them uh, stood for in this country. And I think... It's refreshing for people to see that, that it's not so you can get a political office. It's not so you can, you know, get the applause of men. You're doing it because it's the principle that's inside you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, <clears throat> I've i always lived a very, very uh, private life. And, um, you know, I don't have a, so- a social media account for myself. I never have. Um, and, I, and I'm actually, by nature, a shy guy. And so for me to be doing, I've already sacrificed my, my privacy, you know, um, and, um, you know, that's, that's gone now. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, I was put here for a reason. This happened for a reason. I don't think anything's by accident. Um, and, and yeah, I think that, um, you know, people, people need to, uh, see examples of courage, uh, not just talk, you know, you watch Fox news, it's all talking heads. What have they actually done? They just talk and they get paid a lot for it. Um, I think people that show courage when they're not re- rewarded for it, that's when it matters. Um, for us, like I said, we didn't know that, 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 that things would go well for us at all. Um, we just took a stand because we knew it was right. Um, and we never expected applause for it, you know, by, by anyone. And, and, and I'm actually very, very humbled by the things that I hear. I mean, I have, I have people that come in, parents that come and bring their kids, young kids. And they say to us, we're bringing our children in here because we want them to see this is what America is supposed to look like. We don't want them to get used to the outside. And, and it's crazy because I, I never, I knew our stand was important, but I really didn't understand the impact of it because, because the restaurants are where I go every day and it feels it's felt normal every day since the shutdown. So I haven't experienced what it's like outside of it much. But when I hear people come in, and express to me what it means to them because of how they're suffering. And I see people walk in in tears. Um, and it happens a lot. I, you know, there was one day, 
Um, and, you know, there was one day, it was Veterans Day, and I remember an Army sergeant walked in there. He was in uniform. We had a, a lot of soldiers that day, uh, Green Berets, Navy SEALs. It was crazy. Vietnam vets. Um, and this man walked in, full uniform. He sat down. He ate with his family. And then afterwards, he said to me, uh, Tony, can you can you stand stand in front of me for a second? I want to do an impromptu uh, ceremony. And I didn't know what was going to happen. I said, of course. I, I stood in front of him. And then he started to talk. You know, he gave me a speech. And, you know, and I listened. I didn't know what was going to happen next. He reached over and he ripped the American flag off his uniform and he handed, handed it to me. And um, I get chills every time just, just thinking about wow. it. I stood it um, as a patch onto my jacket that I wore. And, um, and I wear it proudly all, all the time. And I think about that. Um, but I never expected it. I, you know, I just didn't. And, um, you know, pe- people talk about political office and everything else. I'm not interested in any of that stuff. Um, I'm interested in being among the people. That's what I care about. Amen. Amen. And, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I care about. And I think that we can accomplish a lot more in the style that we fight, fighting out, outside the, the ring uh, rather than inside the ring. And, and speaking of the ring, you know, I hear a lot of people, you know, now after 12 months, 13 months talking about how, you know, we're going to define now. And, and I watch how they do it and they're still complying. They still, you know, I started this website called make restaurants great again. And on it, I challenged all businesses because I get calls from businesses across, across the country, all over the world. And they call me and they ask me, how, you know, um, Tony, how are you doing this? Can you refer me to, to your lawyers? I don't have lawyers. Uh, you know, the lawyers, uh, what they do is they try to force you into complying. They try talking you into it. So, so fire the lawyers. Um, at some point, maybe you'll need them to fire, you know, file a, a brief if you want to, or, or if you, you know, have to get out of jail, but, but I mean, you don't need them to fight, just fight. You don't need politicians. People have asked me that too. Uh, you know, what kind of politicians do you use? Yeah. You know, which ones are they? Do you have any contacts? No, I don't have any. So I set a criteria on, on the website there. That says, if you do these things, I will promote you. I will spotlight you. And to this day, we still have zero. Nobody will go all the way. Uh, they won't ban masks. You know, you know, like I was saying, saying earlier, when, they, when the enemies of freedom hit at us, we hit back. When Newsom, who I call Gavin Pelosi, the tiny tyrant in Sacramento, as you probably know, um, when, when he imposed the, um, uh, the curfew, uh, we extended the hours. And we do it publicly. We do these things publicly to taunt. Because when you're fighting for freedom, you shouldn't hide. You shouldn't. I don't want to hear people talking about speakeasies and 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 quiet backdoor or anything else. I don't want to hear about any of that stuff. You got to do it proudly. Because when you're fighting for freedom, just like now, I'm I'm up doing this interview at three in the morning. I thought to myself, well, this is the earliest interview that I that I've done. <laughs> but then I think to myself, hey, when you fight for freedom, there's no time for sleep. Amen. You know. Um, so you know, freedom never sleeps. So. Um, you know, when I hear these people talking about fighting now or they're crying the blues, being victims, it makes me crazy. And that's why the mainstream media doesn't want to feature our story. People ask me all the time, why aren't you on Fox? Why have you been on Fox? And I know people who know people of Fox, so they could easily, easily get us on. And it's, it's very obvious. They don't want us on because we're not the victim. We're not the halfway fighters. You know, they, they would rather fe- feature people who have complied yep. at one time, who are halfway fighting, who are crying on, you know, on, you know, on the screen. And, and we're fighters, you know, we don't even, you know, I, I don't want to hear people say to us, you're resisting the lockdowns. No, we're not. We're attacking the lockdowns. Amen. We're making the other side resist. Amen. We're never going to, yeah, we're going to attack, attack, attack mode always. So, um, 
so I tell people every time I, t- every time I speak to them, um, you know, find, find your, find your courage, but a lot of them don't because they don't make their fight about something bigger than themselves. It's all about me, me, me. Oh, I need to, you know, p- people who are even talking about de- defying even now I'm, I got to do it now because I have to pay my rent and pay my bills and, and I got to pay my employees, me, 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 me. It's, we've never mentioned any of those things, not even once. Um, I rarely even, even mention the restaurant's name uh, 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 when, I, when I talk about this because it's secondary. Uh, it's bigger than ourselves. It's about freedom and liberty. It's defending those things and it stops and ends there. That's the end of it. Uh, it's bigger than yourself. You have to think about that always. And then I tell them that. And when I tell a lot of these people that exact thing, they'll look at me like, with a blank stare. They don't understand it. And they don't understand it because they don't have, they don't understand the history, culture, tradition of this country. They weren't taught it. They don't have the passion and love inside their heart that I do. Pl- plain and simple. I can't think of any other excuse. It's got to be that. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so excited by the things you're saying and the people in the chat are going crazy in there too, because I think that's what's in us. That's what we want to do. Uh, Bradley has taken and gone, he didn't ask permission to go into public schools. He went in the belly of the beast to present our Christian and constitutional heritage to kids who aren't getting taught it. And the kids loved it. They loved it. The, this, the principals, the teachers, some of them wanted to kick him out because he would talk about the murder of the unborn. Or he would talk about the lawlessness and the tyranny that was being tolerated. And he says, you can't do that. You can't let it, you can't let it breathe for one minute. You've got to deal with it because, you know, we we have on uh, one of the um, uh, court buildings, it says justice guards our liberty. And if there is no justice, there is no liberty, because if you're not going to uphold the law and you're not going to bring it to bear, you were making mention of the fact uh, in one of your talks that uh, Gavin Newsom was releasing criminals onto the street in the name of the Cerveza bug, and yet he was... He was trying to shut down Americans' business. He was trying to keep Americans apart. He was trying to, you know, control their lives. And you mentioned Fox News. I've said for a long time they're controlled opposition. They're not, they're not you know, the conservatives of the day. They're not the constitutionalists. They're the controlled opposition. They're, they're the appeasers for the people, kind of like the GOP is in the whole matter against, quote-unquote, Democrats. So when we see these kinds of things, now remember, it's a family show, but you had an instance where somebody came to your door, they, 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 this was, I think, recently, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Let me look at this. Okay, so you spoke about it in January at this uh, reopen San Diego. And you had a guy come in, and he wanted to come in. You said, no, no, come back and get a warrant. So he came back with a warrant, and you basically took him outside. You talked, it, you talked him down, and you, I loved it. You said, Come on, you know you want to just come in. Take that mask off. You want to come in and have some pasta and some some wine and uh, with us. And and you were trying to befriend him uh, to bring him away from being the pawn of the tyrant that he was. H- have you had a lot of instances like that, or has it just been one this one, or has there been a couple of these? That was the OSHA one I was, I was yes, talking about earlier. Right. OSHA just came and and that's you know all, all those videos are up on Make Restaurants Great Again. Uh, where I, I, uh, one of the guys at the restaurant filmed my whole interaction when they came with the warrant. But um, yeah, I mean, even when the police have come and try to talk me into shutting down, I tell them, you know, why don't you t- take off your mask first and let's go outside and talk. And, and, and I go outside and explain to them what it is that, that we're doing. And again, I think 
what what really shocks him is when I make it very very clear it's not it's not about business ever you know it is about freedom and liberty it is about love for country a lot of these guys come come from the military and I try to tell them examine your conscience stand down your it's, it's your obligation to stand down and stand with us stand on our side uh, what you're doing is Amen. wrong Amen. and um, and as you'll see you know with the OSHA guy they walk away they walk away. And, uh, I mean, what are they going to say? And, you know, when you talk about your friend going into schools, listen, the other side is afraid to teach kids about people like George Washington, um, and, you know, and, and Thomas Jefferson and, and, and all the founders, um, Paul Revere, you know, think about it. If a kid sees this, what they're afraid of, if a kid at a young age, sees a picture of Barack Obama, uh, Joe Biden, and they see a picture of Paul Revere dressed in that uniform, riding a horse. That's going to be their hero automatically, just j- just based on the image, right? They don't want them to learn about any of these guys. Um, George George Washington crossing the Delaware, right, with his knee up and his men behind him with the flag. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, you see that as a kid. That's who you want to be. So, uh, so they're afraid to show those images, and that's why that's why they're tearing down all these statues and, and names of schools and replacing them with these, you know, with these nut jobs. And, and for me, even when they were tearing down all the Columbus statues, I thought to myself, and that's not going to ha- happen here. It's just another, another opportunity for, for me to, to, uh, to stick it to these, to these people. So what I did on the bar menu is, is I added a drink and it's called the Cristoforo Colombo, which is an Italian name. And it says, uh, you know, raising our own statue to an Italian American hero. and um, and every chance that we get, you know, like basically when we had the ABC case, this is the important one, the ABC case, um, when when we first had the very f- first court date, I went there to see what a circus it was. I showed good faith. I want to go there and see for myself what goes on here. Well, the, the first thing that happened when I showed up is they tried to get me to, to wear a mask before I walked into the building. And I said, it's not going to happen. You don't understand. And everyone there tried to get me to, to comply. So you, you, you're not understanding who, who you're dealing with there. It's not going to happen. So I told, the, I told the security guards there, you better tell the people in that courtroom that, that, that I'm either coming with that a mask or, we're gonna have, or, or, or I'm going to face my accusers in the parking lot. We're going to have in the parking lot. So I waited outside, and there were actually witnesses, observers inside the courtroom that were sending text messages to people outside. I was outside alone. And then before you know it, there was a crowd of people started showing up with megaphones and, and, and supported me. I don't know how they found out. <laughs> uh, it was crazy. I lit Tony in, lit Tony. It was, it was nuts. Um, and after about an hour, you know, with these, with these messages coming down, you know, indicating that they were, they were trying to handle this hot potato inside the courtroom. Um, you know, eventually the, the, the doors opened up and, and I walked, I was the first person to walk into the court, into the, into the building and into the courtroom without a mask, walked in. Everyone in there was masked up, including the, the judge, the prosecutors, everybody. And I sat there and looked around and thought to myself, this is how you fight. You know, you don't bend. You don't give these people an inch. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, and these guys, guys now who are fighting and, and they're being attacked, it's because they put blood in the water. They put the blood in the water for the sharks early on. The sharks sensed, you know, the weakness. And like I tell people, if you're stepping in the ring now after about a year, it's like, you know, you're going to be swinging 
as somebody who's not even there anymore. They've already knocked you out and and left the, the ring. You woke up and you're throwing punches and nobody's <laughs> even there anymore. That's exactly it's, right. It's not going to have any impact, yep. right? You need to fight early on when it matters. So so I'm proud that, we, that we've stood up since second one of the lockdown, the first second of it. Um, and, and we've made it all, all the way through, uh, we're still, we're still standing. They're saying things are opening up, but you know, people still come to eat at our place because they sense that it's true freedom. Like I said before, it's vintage America. There's no feeling of lockdowns. And I tell people this too, when you reluctantly shut down or comply at all, you are causing damage to your self-respect, whether you realize it now or not, you are demoralizing your spirit. And you will damage the soul of, you know, the soul of your business because it will have scars of the shutdown, scars of surrender inside your business forever. Um, so, so the history of our restaurant doesn't have any of that. Um, and, and I'm, I'm very, very proud. I'm, I'm proud of the guys that support us. I'm proud of you because people like, like you are the real deal. I mean, you know, we, we had, I gave a speech in Ventura, California and two minutes in, they cut me off and, and then and the media outlet that was covering it is was right side me- media a lot of people think right side media is some alternative conservative media outlet well they proved who they were they they turned away from me two minutes in when i started talking about the mask and how i banned them yep and you could hear the guy say um in the footage um you're not hearing this this speaker any longer because he's speaking about things that 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 we can't pr- promote right on the stream because we have, we're basically beholden to the internet lords, you yeah. know. So, Tony, can, can you hold that thought for a second? We're coming up on the end of the show. Uh, can you yeah. stay over for just a few minutes? You're already up. Whatever you need. Okay. Yeah, whatever you need. Yeah, we're gonna. Get, we're not gonna cut you off. We want to expand yeah. what you're doing. Uh, so Do you got about 50 seconds here. Tell people where they can find out more about you and and what you're doing, your websites that you got set up, and everything. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, if, if you want to see the food, you go to make. Uh, you go to Basilico's Pasta Vino. Our restaurant though is called Basilico's Pasta e Vino, but the but the website Basilico's Pasta Vino. And then if you want to see um, everything else that's going on in terms of the fight, you can you can see it uh, um, in, in chronological order on our Instagram, which is Basilico's HB, which means Huntington Beach, which stands for Huntington Beach. And then um, and the other one that has almost everything on there is uh, is Make Restaurants Great Again, and that's for all businesses, not just restaurants. Okay, all right. Tony, man, we appreciate you coming on. I'm glad you're going to stay over a little bit because, uh, again, I, I'm really excited about the things you're saying because they're straightforward. They're, you're not watering it down. You're saying what needs to be said to encourage the people to do. We want to make talk radio do radio, and that, and you're doing just that, and we appreciate it very much. Guys, 23 hours. We're going to have the guy who's going up against Genghis Khan, I mean, uh, Sadiq Khan in London for mayor. You don't want to miss that. 6 a.m. Eastern. Talk to you then. See ya. Thank you, Sid. Okay. All right. We want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. Let me cut the phone lines off here because nobody called. I figured we would have a lot of people calling, but they're just cheering you on in the chat. Trust me. (laughs) What's going on there? But uh, one of the things I want to do, I want to hold you over because you sent me a couple of links to some things, and I was showing a little bit of the the Instagram there. This is your voicemail uh, that you created (laughs) for the haters, and I want to just play this. And I haven't played a, I, I don't know if I'm going to catch it at the first or what. So what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to click, click the unmute. We'll see if it'll reset and let people hear what your voice makes. Hang on. Here it goes. Well, there it went. It's going to ring. Okay. 
Here we go. Thank you for calling Basilico's Pasta e Vino. As you may know, we have been recently featured in the press and with great appreciation have been receiving an overwhelming show of support by the community and even from across the state and country. So if you're calling to place an order or express your support for our position, please hold or leave a voicemail. If you're calling to place a death threat, please press 2 and leave your name, number, and address <laughs> so our cousin Guido and his crew can pay you a visit. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that is so funny. That is so funny. Yeah, we enjoy that one. <laughs> oh, okay. I got I got to mute it. I'll have this up. That is great, man. That is great. I'm thinking you got some guy named uh, Luigi or somebody like that that's kind of on the. On we the have people. Device. We have people call the restaurant <laughs> constantly and say, "Can you please not answer it so we can hear the voicemail?" Like they'll basically <laughs> tell us not to answer the phone because they won't hear it. That yeah. is that is just too funny. All right, now this other one that that you sent me. Um, some Godfather wisdom. Now, this was the thing that I was playing a minute ago, though, uh, during the thing. I already had that up, but this was the thing where you put up the uh, the billboard, right? Yep, yep. Okay, so I don't want to replay that. Now, no. <clears throat> here's, a, here's, the, here's the thing. Now, you've been asked to speak at these things. You've talked about uh, some of these events, and I'm going to have some of those videos up, guys, in the archive. All that will be in there. And, and then you've talked about having an impact on... Your, the employees that you have that, that work for you there at Basilico's. What does your mom think of you? That's a great question. Wow. That's something I'm most proud of. Uh, you know, she's got, she, she suffered a broken heart uh, uh, years ago, like I said, and it turned into a real broken heart where she had a major heart attack and she suffered illnesses, uh, very, very serious illnesses ever since she's overcome all odds. Um, and, uh, you know, people ask me, you know, people who try to admonish me will say, you know, you're, you know, your mother's got to be upset with you. How does she feel? How dare you do this to your mother? And I'll look at them and say, you know how she feels? She loves it. She loves it. Are you kidding me? Um, she's my number one supporter. Uh, she, she Amen. stands by me a hundred percent. Um, she'll ask me about this interview. I mean, I already told her I was doing it. She'll ask about it. She'll want to see it. Um, she loves it. And she thinks it's important. And, you know, she's a woman of few words because she leads by strength. Um, but um, she's she's been very, very expressive um, in her support for me and what I'm doing. And and she never wants to see us ever waver in any way. And, and, and she knows I won't. And she probably sees herself in me, too, which probably makes her feel really proud, I'm sure. Thanks I, for asking. Yeah, sure. Well, no, the reason I do that, Tony, is because when you go back in the Old Testament, and you read about wicked kings, and they're called out for their wickedness. You know what the the one thing that the, that the Bible does? It names their mom. Wow. And you and I talked so about good. this. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Yes. And Amer I got to tell you, I'm I'm a big believer in what Titus two says. I got in trouble at church for teaching it uh, in the context where older women are to teach the younger women uh, to be. Lovers of their husband, love of their, lovers of their children, keepers at home. Their energy is directed in the home, even though they can be industrious, maybe a restaurant, maybe planting a vineyard or any of those kinds of things like we see in Proverbs 31. But their, 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 their heart is the home. It's the family. Uh, you know, we, we often say in ours that, you know, I'm the head of the family, but my wife is definitely the heart of the family. And she is the heart of the home. And so many in today's society are missing fathers. They're missing mothers 
Uh, in some case, they're missing both. And so I ask that because here's your mom. She comes over. Um, you're a son who obviously loves your mother. You set this restaurant up for her, and yet you've got your hands in it because your heart's in it as well. And so, yeah, I wanted to ask that because I know in the Old Testament, when you find wicked kings, it's always interesting. The Bible says, and their mother was this. Their mother was this. Their mother was this. And so it brings a shame and a reproach on the parents. And the Bible commands us that we're to honor our mother and father, that our days may be long in the land the Lord our God is giving us, which is this land for us. It was for Israel another time. But I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that she supports you. And you know what? If mom wants to come on sometime, uh, you tell uh-huh. her she's welcome to come on and tell her story. We'd love to hear what that story is uh, from from her perspective as well. Now, I don't want to keep you over a long time. You probably either need another cup of coffee or uh, you need to get I'm some. Good. Okay, you but, know it's funny when you talk about your parents. You know, you know about our parents because you think about people, you know, kids, you know, uh, um, you know, all, all these adults when they were kids um, that were misbehaving and rebelling against their parents. But then when it comes to the government, they comply so so easily. And that's one yep. of the things. I, one of the things that I I forgot to talk about earlier was the ABC. You know, um, um, as as the court dates came, the second one and the third one, uh, I refused to go to either of them. What people have to understand is I won't use any uh, any exemptions or mandates or loopholes to fight our battle. Because if you do that, you're giving them authority over you. It's sort of like the Soviet Union when they would stop you on the street and ask you for your papers. We're not going to do that. So what I did instead is, is I, I guess, it's something that you, sh- you showed last week or a couple of days ago was a video that I that I did instead. Instead of showing up. I sent them a video saying this is I'm not showing up and this is why. And basically, you know, challenging uh, the judge and, you know, in the court to stand down. And like I said before, stand with us. And uh, basically it's me ripping them. And um, so I had I had so I I, the one you showed, I think, was the second one that I just did for the uh, for the March 24th court date. But there's another one up I did before that. Um, which was the first time I sent them a video, which was for, I think it was uh, February 27th um, or January 27th. I can't remember. But anyway, so, yeah, so people need to understand that, you know, the, the minute you start w- waving around an exemption, people bring that stuff to me all the time. Tony, use this, use that. And I say, get that out of my face. I don't want to see any of it. I'm not going to use it ever. Um, and, and, and like you, which I really respect, appreciate so much, ours has never been a political stand ever. We've kept our, our, our message pure and true because politicians all they're going to do is disappoint you anyway um so you need to as a per as an individual you know and i tell people this too take down your trump flags and start flying american flags Come he's on. not your savior That's okay right. stop already. i'm sick of it yeah and and um i tell people this too i said look we've turned our business into a constitutional battleground but everyday americans who may not have a business like ours the ground under your feet, make that your constitutional about your battleground every day when you're faced with these enemies of freedom. When you go into a restaurant or a business or a shopping center or a mall, whatever, I see people so quickly reaching for their back pocket, pulling out a mask and put, they're so conditioned already. And I, I talk to some people and say like, next time you go, you got to fight. Well, I wasn't in the mood. I, I didn't have the energy. I didn't want to get into it. I thought to myself, that's how they win. They, it's the battle of wills. They're grinding you down. Yep. It's our job to grind them down. You need to go in there and make it a battle. Make them tackle you and put that mask on you because you want them to think, wow, next time I don't want to deal with it. You want to make them feel that way. You want them to think, I don't even want to keep this job anymore if part of my job is stopping people at the door wearing a mask. That's how you win. 
you win by fighting hard. It's a hard fight. And, 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 and man, like I said before, stand your ground, make the founders proud. And, and, and think about too, with Easter coming up, think about how many people around the world, Italy, I think in France with Easter coming up, the most important day on the Christian calendar, people are self imprisoning and dishon- and in doing so dishonoring the greatest freedom fighter in world history, you know, and right. uh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's right. And, and, you know, some people, when we talk about resisting tyrants, uh, I've said it over and over and over and over again. I said, what Bible are you people reading to where you twist Romans 13 to submit to tyrants all throughout the scriptures, whether it was Moses defying the Pharaoh whether it was any of the prophets defying the kings who were wicked in in Israel, whether it was John the Baptist dealing with Herod and calling out his sin for having his brother Philip's wife while he was alive, whether it was the Lord Jesus who was dealing with all the religious hypocrites and calling them out, he was defying, they were all defying tyranny. And tyranny is defined by those who go outside the law. That's all it is. They're, They're those who are lawless. And I think that's what you're saying is... We have to have some courage. We speak about Jesus, the one who gave his life for sinners, uh, the greatest freedom fighter, as you said. Uh, he is the one who gave himself so that sinners might be set free, not so they could be imprisoned. And he says the one, the one that the Son sets free will be free indeed. Now, the question I have for professed Christians is, are you really free or are you not? And Tony, I, from what I'm gathering from you, and I would say the same thing, if you're complying with the mass mandates, if you're complying with the shutdowns, you're not free. You're in bondage. Am I missing the point there of what you're saying? Hundred percent right. Yeah, hundred percent right. You know that's why when I hear people say things like, "Oh, Tony, you're a rebel. You know, you're starting a revolution." No, I'm not. They are. They're 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 rebels. That's right. That's right. They're, they're the ones starting a revolution. You know, I'm trying to conserve conserve and, and preserve what we have. That's what I'm doing. Um, so yes, you're 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 hundred percent right and. Um, and man, I, I I respect your knowledge. I mean, you just rattle this stuff off the top of your head so easily. I love it. <laughs> well, well, firing me up, man. Firing well, me up. You know, Jesus says that we're to be the salt of the earth. You just said it. I'm trying to conserve things. Conservatives today don't conserve squat, and so we're to be those who preserve. You know, I mean, you work in the restaurant business. You know what salt does. We know from our history how they use it on meats to preserve it uh, when they didn't have the refrigeration things that we have today. And so we're to be that salt. We're to be the preservative. Uh, of the culture. And we've been given a great gift. You've said this numerous times of uh, liberty in this land, unlike maybe anybody since the time of Israel in the book of Judges, uh, where they just had God as their king and they had the law and the people executed the law and they had a few judges and that was it. They didn't have policemen. They didn't have military. They didn't have any of this stuff. And it was the people preserving their own liberty uh, under God. And so I think my estimation is this is where you're coming from, is that you believe it's right. You've been given a conscience by God. You've been given courage by God, and you're not going to dishonor him in by, by not standing against the tyranny. And in, in so doing, you're going to win the day. Now, I want to ask this question. You've had people come to your, your restaurant, uh, the OSHA people and, and other the health people and all this other stuff, coming to your restaurant. Um, so far, you've had fairly good interactions what happens when they do come uh, to flex their muscles? They say, we're, we're not going to let this guy thumb his nose at us. And they come to arrest you or things like this. Now, my, my thought, Tony, is 
all of these supporters, we're going to find out who's the real deal there. Are they going to come and support you? Or are they going to stand in the way to say, no, you're not going to arrest this guy. Uh, we're going to stand against you. We're going to stand with Tony. And you're going to try to, there's going to be a movement there to stop it. Or are you just going to go quietly? I know you're not going to go quietly with them uh, one way or the other. What's, what's the, what have you thought far ahead as to what would happen if that takes place? No, I take things, okay. uh, they, I, I take things as they come. And, but, uh, but you're right about, um, you know, you realize fast who your true supporters are. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm the most loyal friend you'll you'll ever find, but I can be I can be your worst enemy too. It's up to people to decide. So um, for me, uh, I think that uh, you know, you know, when you say they've you know they've they've come and, and how how is it going to be when they come and they and, and and their their intentions are to shut you down or cause trouble for me? Um, that's happened each time. Each time each time they they show up, that is their intention. Until I talk to them. And explain to them what's what's going on, and they understand that they're up against um, a will that is um, that is unbendable and unbreakable. Um, and when you you know these these are just people. The government's not some animal. It's, it's not some um, inanimate object. It's it's comprised of people. They're they're human beings. So when you when you speak to them and you and they see in your eyes that you mean what you say, I think it impacts them. But we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. I'm you know I'm willing to deal with with whatever happens. And people want to want to stand with me, then they can. If, you know, like I said in the, in the beginning, when we took our stand, there was nobody nobody standing with me. Even my own staff thought I was nuts. I mean, they supported me because they believe in me and they trust me, and they know that I care about them. But they didn't really understand the position yet. So, um, you know, so we'll see what happens. But I think I think we've all ended up here because of the low standards that that we have for for. Um, selecting our leadership in this country. You think about it, um, you know, people now have Stockholm syndrome, like I've, I've been saying the last couple, couple of weeks, ever since um, Mississippi, Texas, and Florida opened up, you got these people living in the States praising their governors like they're heroes. They're traitors. They all, all three, e- even DeSantis, the guy in Texas, the guy in Mississippi, all of them, they all shut down. They all, they all shut down at one time. They all enforced lockdown restrictions. For me, if you if there's any politician or government official anywhere that has ever imposed any restrictions at all, any, they cannot be trusted again. They can't be in, in, entrusted with running any form of government anywhere in this country, period. We need to raise our standards of the types of candidates that we want. And before they, they run, they need to, de- to demonstrate somehow that they will rule by the Constitution only. There is no there is nowhere in the Constitution where it cites a uh, science as basis for infringing on our, on our liberties. Amen. Nowhere. That's why I never get, that's why I never get in the argument about science. I don't go down that rabbit hole. I stop them immediately. So I'm not talking about it. You, your mind's made up of science already. I tell them, so I'm not gonna even going to go there. It's not important. Um, and, and, you know, I think that they, they've set it up for them to win e- either way. If the virus numbers go down, they can, you know, they can brag about how the lockdowns work. But if the virus virus numbers go up, they can say, "See, we need to lock down harder the, the next time." So um, it, it's a lose lose situation for us, win win for, for for them. But if we keep electing these same people over and over again, we deserve what we get. Period. That's it. Well, that's right. And a lot of times when we deal with different things, we take every. I try to take every aspect because I believe lies are coming about things, and if you cut it off at the root. 
uh, which is where the law is, and that's what you're talking about there. You're going to stay on the constitutional principle issue. And I've told people when somebody asks for your vote and they got your hand out for your vote, take your 12-year-old kid that you've taught the Constitution and say, sir, could you name off the first 10 amendments to the Bill of Rights? Yeah. And, and when they can't, say, would you mind if my 12-year-old does that? And let them do it and say, he's more qualified to be in that office yes. than you are. And demonstrate, demonstrate yes. that these people are nothing but players. They're not out for the people. They're not there, there to represent the people. They're there, they're there for themselves. So I, I think that we, we can do that. One final thing, and um, if you'll hang on after I finish the, the thing, I'll, I'll say goodbye to you. But um, one, we were talking uh, – well, we weren't talking. We were doing texting because you were very busy. I think it was on Saturday – you were hosting the guys with Recall Gavin 2020. And I don't know if Oren Heatley was there or not, but we had him on the show when they were at about 1.6 million uh, signatures. And I'm kind of curious, how did that celebration go? They got I'm assuming they got every all the signatures into the counties and things. What were the people saying there? Because that was so well organized. You got people across the political spectrum. You had the uh, the the media even the the lying CIA controlled corporately owned media was even somewhat back sympathetic and backing you guys against Newsom how did that little uh, celebration go there what were you hearing from the people yeah so so I'm not part of it when you said you you guys talking about them uh, okay they yeah they they've done a great job or you know or, organizing something that big is hard you know, organizing anything is hard um, so. They, they've done an amazing job. They, um, they they did it against the odds. Nobody thought that they could pull it off. Um, and what they did is they, they contacted me and they said they wanted to celebrate there, which I was honored that they chose our restaurant. But, I, but, but then when he, um, you know, when he, uh, when he showed up, I said, look, you know, when, when those guys showed up that, that you had talked about and, and they were all there, uh, Netter, all of them. I said to them, look, you, you know, you couldn't have picked a better place to have as a backdrop for what you're doing. Um, but for me, I think about I think about um, how they can't mess it up. You know, you got, got these guys that are running for to to replace him. And it's almost worse to get stabbed in the back by people you think are on your own side. So you got these guys running like Faulkner out of San Diego and all these other guys that they've all they're all compromised. Every one of them, they've all had. They've all had their hand in the lockdown or in, in enforcing restrictions. So they got to find somebody who's grassroots, who's a man among the people, and uh, they got to make sure the, the right guy runs. Otherwise, we're going to end up here again. That's well, how I, I feel. Well, I agree. And that was one of the things I asked Oren uh, when I had him on. I said, well, what do you do after? Because, you know, our Constitution is pretty clear uh, when it talks about officers of the um, – of the United States. For instance, this is a constitution. Article 2, Section 4. The President, Vice President, all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, and or other high crimes and misdemeanors. And, you know, we get this talk, Tony, well, this doesn't quite rise to the level of, you know, whatever for impeachment. Wait a minute. A misdemeanor. This is the slightest infraction of the law. It doesn't have to rise any more than that. You break the law, that's it. So they're yep. to be impeached for that. They're to be removed from office. And I was asking Oren, I said, okay, but the Constitution goes on. Article 1, Section 3. So when we go over to Article 1, Section 3, what do we see? Judges in cases of in- impeachment shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. This was what Oren was talking about because he believed that Newsom was being set up to run for president. 
But then it goes on and it says, But the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment, trial, judgment, punishment, according to law. And I told Oren, I said, It's great if you guys get this guy out of office, but you've got you've to bring justice on his head. He's yes. infringed on the liberties of the people right. to the point yep. that some people have lost their life. They've lost their livelihood. They've been some of them have been driven to suicide. Uh, the kids, many kids, are mentally damaged through this whole mask nonsense, social distancing, and all of that other. This guy cannot allow be allowed to go free. And and Tony, I don't know about you, I'm I'm a Southern boy here. And I believe the Bible. I believe God gave a perfect law, and he gave a perfect judgment for breaking that law. And when you do things like that, you don't get a prison stint. In fact, in the land of the free home of the brave, we have the largest prison population. It is an injustice to the criminals. It's an injustice to the people because they have to pay to feed, clothe, and house those rascals. Mine is what they used to do in the old day. You get a dirt nap for doing stuff like what, what some of these governors have done. And I don't know what your thoughts are in there, but but I... I sense that you are one who definitely is for holding these people accountable, not just removing them from office, not allowing them to retire, but to bring some justice on these guys. Well, you have no idea. I mean, people have asked me, oh, Tony, you should file a lawsuit. You should do this, do that. And I thought to myself, listen, you know, you you should set a precedent doing that. And I thought, you know, people are doing that, are putting their hands, are are putting the, the, the destiny of the freedoms and the outcome of all this in the hands of judges and attorneys, I'm not going to, going to do that in courts. Um, the, the, the precedent that I want to set is a fighting precedent, how to fight. George Washington didn't file a lawsuit to beat the British. He just, he just kicked their asses, you know? So, so for me, um, so for me, I think about how, how all those, all those, um, um, you know, ways of getting justice are, are available to us. But nobody has the will to do it, and you know who will have that will to push forward and and pursue these these people and punish them in ways that it will never happen again. But you know you see these people instead they they commit all these high crimes and misdemeanors, and next thing you know they they leave office and they're making millions of dollars giving speeches and writing books. That's right. So 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 for them these crimes pay. It does until we make an example of them. But who's going to rise up and do it first? It's got to happen. I agree with you a thousand percent. You and I are on the same page, but there's no will. I don't see it. I mean, you know, in the old days, George Washington would have hung them within a week, you know, for treason. Yep. But uh, but that doesn't happen anymore. So I don't know what's going to, you know, I don't know how. I, I, I think if we can do it just once, that first time, we can make an example of them and and pursue justice and get our justice in whatever way. Uh, is, is available to us um, where it, it creates that big deterrent. So these people will never think about doing these things again. I think then the doors will fly open and you'll see, see more of it, but who's going to be the first one to pursue it and actually make it happen. I don't know. That's the kind of leaders that, that we need. We need leaders who are unafraid. Amen. We're totally unafraid to be called names. Just do what needs to be done. People, people will see it's the right thing and they'll follow. That's how you lead. Amen. Plain and simple. Amen. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Tony, I thank you for joining me today. And guys, uh, let me just give a shout out here for, for Tony's uh, websites. We're going to have all the links up here, the videos, maybe throw in some other videos that I haven't even pulled yet, and uh, and some things here. Uh, Basilicospastavino.com, 
basilicospastavina.com. That's where you want to check him out for the food. And no uh, stuff, he, he can't send you food. I, I tried to see if we could get something FedEx, and I know that would have probably made a mess in the FedEx thing. But, boy, when you see this food, I mean, folks, <laughs> uh, see, I'm hungry now again because I'm happy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you won't believe how good it is. <laughs> I can tell it, man. I can tell it. And make restaurants great again. Now, this is, for, this is not just for people in California. Is that right? Or is this for anybody who will take anybody. this kind of stand that you're taking? This is, a, this is not a um, you can have part of your foot in the water here, folks. you got to be oh. noncompliant. And when that is said, it means you're not bowing the knee to any of the tyranny, the mass mandates, the social distancing, the, 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 the you can just go through the drive through or eat out on the patio. It's you're acting, you're conducting business as normal. People can go there, and uh, Tony gives you a shout out for that. Uh, again, Tony, we appreciate you getting up so early for us this morning, and uh, and spending time with us, even going over a little bit. I consider your brother in arms, and uh, we support you 100. percent Whatever you need, if you need an outlet to come on, and you've got people who are cutting you off, we're not going to do that. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to see what you're doing. Because the Bible says that we're not to be hearers of the word, only deceiving ourselves. We're to be doers of the word. You're doing the stuff, man. Uh, your mom raised a great kid. Uh, she 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 deserves some uh, uh, adoration as well for doing that. We want to uh, give that to Rose there. So so tell her we love her at the Sons of Liberty. And guys, 23 hours again. We're going to have the guy challenging Sadiq Khan for mayor in London. Oh, he's got some stuff. He's going to be like Tony here, okay? And what he and what he brings out, you don't want to miss that live from London tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time. See you then.